he was going through. I talked to him the other day, and he said, I feel like Popeye and ate some spinach. I said, what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So listen, so glad to see you, Brother Sam, Sister Annabelle. We love you all. This this, is not friends. This is my family. And uh, I just praise God today. I, I thank God for each one of you. All of the saints here at 3Ps and uh, those that are on Zoom, in Zoom land, and those that are on Facebook Live. I thank God that he's everywhere at the same time. We, we don't have to call him down. He's already here. I heard somebody say, I know the Lord is here because I brought him with me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The old song said, let the Holy Ghost lead you all the way, all the way from earth to heaven. Praise the Lord. So I tell you, you know, this praise and worship has just set my soul on fire. Amen. Praise God. And, and, and saying so long bye-bye to my troubles. So long, bye-bye to my issues and my sickness and my pain. So long, bye-bye. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left the crimson stain, but Jesus washed as white as snow. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I think I'm going to try and, and preach a little bit or, <laughs> or teach a little bit or run around the building a few times, but I, I'm just excited for the Lord. And certainly God is good. Amen. That's not a cliche. God is good, and he's good all the time, amen, he, he, he said, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, he, he never stops, he never stops loving us, see, Ray Charles used to sing a song, I can't stop loving you, but he had so many different women, I don't know, see, but I, I can't, I can't stop loving Jesus. When I, when I look back over my life and, 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 I, and I think things over, I can truly say that I've been blessed and I have a testimony. Amen. The testimony is that I was lost and now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was separated from the commonwealth of Israel. Enemy of God. But Jesus Christ, the righteous, saved my soul. And made me ever withhold. Praise the Lord. Well, you, you see on the, on, the, uh, on the overhead today, the subject we want to talk about just for a few moments, praise God. This is, this is family day. This is communion Sunday. Praise the Lord. We're going to fellowship around the table of the Lord. But the subject today is trusting God in tough times. Hey, will y'all help me preach a little bit today just for a minute? Could you repeat that with me? Trusting God, trusting God in, tough times. in tough times. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. See, Trust and faith, they ride in the same car. They, they go together like red beans and rice. You know, uh, but God would have for us to trust him. You know, we can have faith to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Rejoice in the fact that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Say, we can sing a song, goodbye world, I'm gone. No longer who I used to be, I'm a new man in Christ. The Bible tells me if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. And my faith have allowed me to trust the Lord Jesus. As a matter of fact, he even dealt to me a measure of faith. The faith I have has come from God. And he wooed me into his kingdom. So, so thank God for the faith we have in the Lord Jesus Christ for our eternal soul. 
But since we're saved and love God with all of our heart, we need to trust him in tough times. We need to trust the Lord. And, and, I, and I understand very well that some things is easier said than done. But God would have for us to trust him today. We're going to look at ancient Israel, Judah. We're going to look at just for a few moments, just a few verses in Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. And actually, I think I'm going to have to give you the backstory because because uh, Judah was in trouble. <laughs> they, you know, when, when you on the outs with God, you got trouble. Now, you can lose a friend or acquaintance here or there. But when you at odds with God, you have trouble on your hand. Yeah. Praise God. Thank God for Jesus. And so, so yeah, trusting God in tough times, what does it mean to trust? According to Webster, it, it's, it's, it's assured reliance on the character, praise God, we, we should know the character of God, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. And we need to understand today that God, the Lord, is trustworthy. See? You know, it, it, as, as natural human beings, I don't know about you, but sometimes we experience a breach of trust. You know, you, you never go around thinking all the time, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. But we, because we have love relationships with one another. We have business relationships with one another. There, 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 there's some people you trust, and there's some folks you can't trust. There are some folks you can give the key to your house and say, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. You can stay right here. You wouldn't have to worry about nothing. You come back home, everything is all right. But there are some folks you say, no, no. <laughs> you know, let me, let me call Motel 6. <laughs> let, me, let me see what I can do to help you. But, but there's trust. But when trust is breached, that's a hurting thing. That's a painful thing. You know, and it takes time for trust to be restored. You know, some of us have had children. <clears throat> you know, and, and they're supposed to be in a certain place at a certain time. And might say, that's where I'm at. And if they're not there, it's something about trust can kind of throw the thing off, off track. Thank God for Jesus. Camille said she think I'm talking about her. <laughs> but no, really. But God is trustworthy. We can trust God. <laughs> we can trust God. Uh, the Greek term is batat, the trust, you know. And it's very intricate with, with faith. You, you, can't, you can't trust anyone you don't have faith in. And you can't have faith in someone you don't trust. But we as people of God, we trust the Lord. And I'm telling you, life deals some heavy blows. Life can throw some punches at us and we like, where did that come from? And if we're not trusting God, we'll go belly up. You know, we'll go belly up. And, and, because of, and we're going to see as we look through these passages how, how that can happen. But how many know today that we're living in tough times? Not only in our personal lives, but if we look around our community, we're living in tough times. It's very tough. I was in Los Angeles yesterday and to see all of the homeless encampments on the bridges, on the overpasses, over the freeway, where people who live, who are indigenous here, and people may be coming from 
or who knows where across the ocean and they're driving down the freeways and they're seeing these homeless encampments, people with nothing. As, is that a monument to, to what? You know, we're, we're living in tough times. We, we look at our nation. We look at this world. We look at some of the things that, that bothers us. We're living in some tough times. You know, I called myself going to whoop up into the gas station the other day. $4 in what? Now, to you, that may not be tough time, but to me, that's tough time. So the next day, I went to Ralph's to get some gas, and, and I hit the buttons on the thing, and it said, you get a 30-cent discount today. Do you want it? <laughs> yes, because we're living in some tough times. You know, we have loved ones who are sick. These are tough times. Diagnoses and prognoses that are not good, these are tough times. People passing away from COVID and other things, these are tough times that we're living in. So we need to trust God in tough times. What is tough? Difficult to accomplish, resolve, endure, or deal with. Anybody got anything that, you, that you're dealing with that's hard? You know, it's not easy, but God is saying, I want you to trust me in the midst of it all. He'll carry us through. You know, there's a familiar passage that we, uh, we all quote to one another at, at various times because it's so true. It's God's word, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Three, five, and six. What it, the first thing it says is what? Trust in the Lord with what? All. Oh, with all of your heart. Not with some of it. But with all. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and what? Lean not to your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord. God, should I go? Should I stay? Should I speak? Should I be quiet? Should I take this job or should I not? In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And the Bible says he will direct our path. It starts with trust. Trust in, you know, to be dependent upon the Lord. You remember when Jesus asked the disciples, uh, 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 you know, unless you eat it, he told them, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part with me. And some of them left dejected. They left with their heads down. They, this is a hard saying. Who can bear it? And Jesus looked at the 12 and said, are you going to leave me too? And Peter, the outspoken one, he said, where can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have no way. Saints of, of, of today, where can we go but to the Lord? Do we go to the politician? Do we go to the scientist? Do, you know, who do we go? We go to the rock, and the rock is Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen, amen. That, that manna from on high. Thank you, God. Psalm 91 say, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Listen to this. My God. In him will I trust. <laughs> trust in God in tough times. If, if Listen, if, if, you, if you don't have no tough times, I think Brother Chucky said all the time, you, it ain't going to be no growth. Now, nobody's looking for tough times. Nobody's looking for trouble. Nobody won't try and say, come on, trials, you know, so I can be strong. No, be it far from me. But trials are going to come. Jesus said, in this, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. He gave us a warning. He said, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. 
And if Jesus have overcome the world, then we're more than overcomers in Christ. But we have to trust him. You know, what's, what's my default setting when trouble comes? You know, okay, all of a sudden my wallet, okay, where is it? It's empty. You know, you know, the, the place of abode is gone. It don't have to get that bad. I, I, I'm confused in my mind. But God, I'm trusting you. Isn't it wonderful that we can just lay it all out to the Lord? He, we don't have to hold back when we're talking to the Father. You know, who, what are we trying to hide? <laughs> you know, Lord, it hurts right here. It hurts bad. Father, I don't know what to do, but I'm trusting you. And the loving, kind, gracious God whom we serve, he hears us. And he comes to our rescue. Amen. Praise the Lord. So look, uh, I'm going to look at, uh, I want to start, we're going to look at verses between verse uh, 5 and 10 in Jeremiah 17. But I want to give you the backstory. As I said earlier, Judah was idolatrous. They were hard-headed, stiff-necked. They refused to honor the Sabbath days. And the beat goes on. It's, it, it was their pattern down through the years. Even after they saw the ten tribes of Israel go to captivity in Assyria, that wasn't enough. And, and Manasseh came, and he even set up desecration in the temple. And God attributed a lot of Judah's fall to that time frame. And you would think at some point people would learn from the past. You know, people reject the loving, kind, and gracious God. The one who said, I'm here for you. He said, I'm, I'm going to take you into the promised land. I'm going to deliver you out of Egypt. I'm going to feed you with manna from heaven. I'm going to send whatever God has always said. I, I got you. And yet people will shake their fists at God and turn to their own ways. So listen at this. First verse of Jeremiah 17, then I'll get to the scriptures in point. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation first. One through four. Listen to this, because I'm talking about trusting God in trouble. You have natural trouble, and you have spiritual trouble. Trouble, trouble is, is no respect to a person. Trouble comes in all kind of different forms, shapes, and sizes. But we need to trust God. So listen, listen, listen at the trouble that Judah was in. The sin of Judah is inscribed with an iron chisel engraved with a diamond point on their stony hearts. <laughs> Should I read that again? Because I'm talking about God's people. The sin of Judah. You know, Jeremiah the prophet is known as the weeping prophet. He was commanded by God to proclaim his word to a dis disobedient nation. God told him, don't even marry anybody. Don't marry. The man was lonesome. And he said, don't make any friends because the message that you're carrying is a message of doom. But I thank God with every message of doom, there's always been a message that come right behind it of hope to those who will trust God. The sin of Judah 
is inscribed with an iron chisel engraved with a diamond point on their stony hearts and on the corners of their altars. Even their children go to worship at their pagan altars and Asherah poles beneath every green tree and on every high hill, taking on all the, 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 the rituals and idol worship of, of the people of the land. God's people. Can you imagine what that does to the heart of God? Can you, you know, how, you know, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I thank God he lets me know when I get off, when I get wrong. But guess what? I have to do something about it when he lets me know. I don't say, oh, ooh, ooh, yeah, you're right, God, and don't change. <laughs> it ought to be, ooh, out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And it drives me to my knees. It drives me to apply 1 John 1 and 9. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Listen to this, verse 3. So, so I will hand over my holy mountain. I will hand over Jerusalem. I will hand over my people along with all your wealth and treasures and your pagan shrines as plunder to your enemies. For sin runs rampant in your land. You talking about trouble? The nation of Judah, God's people, were in trouble? Verse 4, the wonderful possession I have reserved for you will slip from your hands. God has said, here, I, I, this, I, he's been telling me all along, I have blessings for you. Choose who you're going to serve. If God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, serve him. Choose life that you may live. He says, the wonderful possession I have reserved for you will slip from your hands. I will tell your enemies to take you as captives to a foreign land, for my anger blazes like a fire that will burn forever. That was the holy, righteous, loving, kind God saying this to his people. You're talking about trouble. See, look, a whole lot of the prophets who were solid men and women of God went into captivity with the rest of them. Sometimes the good suffers with the bad. We look at our nation today, we are in trouble. And God is calling for his people, see, to pray. Second Chronicles 7, 14 say, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He said, then I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive the sin and I'll heal the land. Our land is sick unto death. But Christ is the answer. Amen. Where's our help coming from? Is it coming from Fox News, CNN, some of those places? No, no, my help comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth, see? And, and so we as saints of God today, we, we, we're pummeled on every side, and we need to understand that our help come from the Lord and our instruction from the word of God, and our joy is in Christ. This joy I have, the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For God, I'll live. For God, I'll die. Swim, sink, or drown, I'm on the Lord's side. 
So we heard in verse 1 through 4 the indictment of coming doom, imminent doom, on the people of Judah. Verse 5 is where we take the text from today. Amen. Uh, uh, trust in God. <clears throat> Troubling time. Thus saith the Lord. Listen to this. Thus saith the Lord. He didn't say thus saith Jeremiah. He didn't say thus saith whoever. He said thus saith the Lord. When God is speaking, God is speaking, and he'll use whom he chooses to speak a word to his people. And so Jeremiah, being a man of God, he, he's seeing the trouble coming on the horizon. He's weeping and he's crying about this stuff. He's seeing people saying, man, don't talk to us. Matter of fact, we will throw you in the dungeon. We will kill you. But he had a burden upon his heart to proclaim what thus saith the Lord. You know, we're in the study of Revelation now, uh, the seven churches of Asia Minor, uh, in a seven-week series, and we just hit the church of Ephesus. And at the end of each one of the admonishments to these churches, it says, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. What is the Spirit saying to the church today? Watch this. Thus saith the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Cursed is the man who's putting his trust in people putting his trust in folks, putting his trust in things that they may have even attained, but everything that anybody have came from God anyway. Verse 6 says, For he shall, the one who trusts in man, verse 6 says, For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places. That's the desolate places. In the wilderness. In a salt land which is not inhabited. They're talking about the area like around the Dead Sea and everything around it. It's so salty, nothing can live there. And when we or people allow themselves to trust in stuff other than God, that's exactly what it's like. Can anything good come from not trusting God. Wow. But, but, on, but on the contrary. Listen to verse 7. Blessed is the man. Who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope. Is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree. Planted by the water. Isn't that, isn't that music to our ears. Of those of us who trust God. You know I, I love. I believe Psalms 1. It talks about blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord know the way of the righteous. The Lord know the way of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. And what makes us righteous? The blood of Jesus. It's not a self-righteousness. It's not look at me. You know, it's look at what the Lord has done to me, what he has done in me. 
Change my life. Turn me around. Place my feet on solid ground. Thank you, Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. Thank you, Lord. That tree that's by the river, what it is, is no problem. Let, let the sun get hot as it wants. They say, I'm, I'm dug down deep. I, I got nutrients coming from underneath because I'm by the water. Jesus said, I am that living water. He said, believe on me as the scripture has said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's talking about the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Who is that? The man and the woman who trust God, who trust God in the midst of craziness, who trust God who holds on to God's unchanging hand. I love how God keeps it real. Look at verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things. Now we can say, see all them folks over there and out there, they got deceitful hearts. He's talking to everybody. If we don't keep our minds on Jesus, if we don't stay in the word of God, if we don't keep our fellowship and communion with God, this heart of ours, it starts thinking all kind of stuff. You know, in the ancient days, when they talked about the heart or, or the kidneys, it's talking about the whole being of the person. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in a man is going to come out of the man. Somebody used to say, don't pay nothing to him, no attention to him, he drunk. You know, you know, he don't know what he said. No, the, the liquor just loosed up his tongue. What he's saying is what's already down on the inside. What's on the inside of us? It should be nothing in our hearts but praises for the Lord. He said the, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, see, God is throwing this in there for them, you know, because you got folks who's trusting in man and who's aligning themselves with Egypt and all these other things. What happened? You, you are God's people. The heart is, is, is deceitful above all things. And desperately wicked, who can know it? And listen to this. He says, I, the Lord. God, see, God speaks for himself. Have God ever spoke to you? Yeah. Have he ever spoke to you in your heart, in your spirit, from his word, through a preacher? Have he ever spoke to you? He said, but he, he, identified, he said, I, the Lord, search the heart. He said, I test the mind. It reminds me of, of Hebrews 4 and 12. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart, and everything lay open and naked before him whom we have to give an account. He said, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. God knows what's in our heart. He knows what's in our mind. And that should not be a scary thing. That should be a good thing. Because we, 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 we pray sometimes, God, if there's anything in me, there shouldn't be. God, take it out and straighten me. Take it out and purge me, God. I want to be right. I want to be holy. I want to be saved. That's part of old song. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways. How many know God is just? Yes. Yes. 
He, 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 nobody gets nothing from God that they don't deserve. He, he is a just God. And he said, he said that I will give every man according to his way. If your ways please the Lord. Mm, there's no good thing will God withhold from those who love him. <clears throat> he said, according to the full, to the fruit of his doing. That's Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. So we as saints of God, let's get it in our hearts and our minds to trust God. Through it all, to trust God. He has given us great and precious promises. Isaiah 43 and 1, but now thus saith the Lord who created you. Right. O Jacob, and, and he who formed you, O Israel. <laughs> o Kermit, O Sam, O Annabelle, O Patricia. He, he said, but now saith the Lord who, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. See, the first thing is perfect love cast out fear. And if we're running around here saints of God fearful, we need to check ourselves and we need to check in with heaven and say, God, help me. I'm fearful. I'm scared. I'm afraid. And I don't know what to do. He said, fear not. Why? He said, for I have redeemed you. <clears throat> I have called you by your name. You are mine. See? How many know that the preacher said on this morning, he quoted the scripture, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. He, he, he says, uh, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. He didn't say how deep. It could be three feet or it could be 200 feet. He said, but when you go through the waters, I'll be with you. He, he said, when you... When, when, and, all, and, and, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. God has, he left testimonies on record. Yeah. Didn't the children of Israel go across the Red Sea on dry land? Didn't they cross the Jordan River on dry land? Who did it? He did it. Who is that? Jesus, the miracle man. He said, when you walk through the fire, anybody feel like you're in the fire today? Oh, God, when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Remember the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace? Yes, yes. Somebody looked in there and said, the king said, didn't I put three folks in there to burn them up? He said, now I, look, I see four, and the fourth one looked like the son of God. <laughs> he said, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. That's the God we serve. You all remember Daniel in the lion's den? I ran across something the other day. I'm looking at this, and, and see, it's all about trusting God in tough times. Daniel was having a hard time because people were jealous of him and envious of him. He was a Hebrew taken down into captivity in Babylon, and, and he was very wise because the Spirit of God was up on him, and those other people that had been elevated in the kingdom were jealous of him. And, and he, he had moved all the way to second in command. And they said, we got to do something to stop this fella. It was trouble going on for Daniel. So, well, the well, only thing we can do is try to find something against him in, with his God, in, with his religion. He said, so king, and they set the king up. Now, you know you already got trouble if you set up the king and he get wind of it. What? <laughs> anyway, 
So they say, King, make a decree that if anybody, see, they already knew that Daniel prayed to his God three times a day. He would open up the window, turn himself toward Jerusalem, and cry out to God. They say, no, we're going to stop this. We're going to put a stop to this. So King signed this decree. If we find anybody praying to any other God, a person other than you, he's going to be thrown in the lion's den with the hungry lions. And, and the king said, oh, okay. So, sounds good. But the king loved Daniel. But when it's signed by the Medes and the Persians, you can't change it. It's irrevocable. So they came to the king and said, guess what? One of them Hebrews down there, that one that you really like, he's praying to his God. And you said, king, that anybody who do that, they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace, I mean, to the uh, lion's den. And, 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 and the king's hands was tied. He, 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 had, he had to go by his word. Trust in God. Whew. In troubling times. Trust in God. In tough times. Trust in God when the chips are down. So what happens? He gets thrown in the lion's den. And in those days, you've seen the pictures of the gladiators and stuff. Them lions were hungry. They hadn't ate in days. They were like had the munchies. And they threw Daniel in the lion's den. And the king couldn't sleep all night. His heart was troubled. His mind was troubled. And he, 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 he wanted to know something, so get this. I'm going to jump in here real quick. We'll close this out. Daniel 6, 21 through 23. The king came to the lion's den the next morning. Daniel, Daniel. Daniel answered, long live the king. This is what he said. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight, in God's sight. And I have not wronged you, your majesty, the earthly king. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him. Listen to this. Not a scratch was, was found on him. Why? For he had trusted in his God. That's it right there. What is it that caused the lion's den? He trusted in God. I'm in the lion's den. They're hungry. This is a place nobody wants, but God, I'm trusting you. And, 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 and God was pleased with him. And he made it out in one piece. God said in Isaiah 26 and 3, I will keep you in perfect peace. With your mind stayed on me. Numbers 23 and 19, one of my daughter's favorite scriptures. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? He will do it. Will he not do it? Or has he spoken? Will he not make it good? How many in here by a show of hands that you're holding on to promises that God has given you? I ain't talking about the crowd. I'm talking about to you individually. If you know God have told you, I'm going to bring you out, I'm going to heal you, I'm going to deliver you, I'm going to make a way for you, then hold on to God's unchanging and trust him. 
In all your ways, trust him. See, Isaiah 40 and 28 say, Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he faints not. Neither is weary. There's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord, if you're in the house and you one of them, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall walk mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise for his word today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to be encouraged today to hold on a little while longer. To trust God with all of your heart. He's coming through for you. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Is there anybody in the house today by the show of hands or standing on your feet and you need prayer? In a situation that you're dealing with, why don't we call upon the name of the Lord? We don't have to leave here like we came in Jesus' name. The church has always been known as the hospital, as a saving place, a place of freedom, a place of the, the spirit of God moving on the lives of his people. We have to make sure, saints of God, in 2021, we don't get shy of the altar. We, we, don't, we don't back away from the time of prayer and adoration that we can come to Jesus just as we are, weary, wounded, and sad. But we'll find in him a resting place. And I tell you what, he will make us glad in the name of Jesus. If you're in the house and you need prayer today, just stand on your feet. Amen. We're going to pray because God already knows. He knows the pain. He knows the hurt. He knows the discomfort. He knows the issues. He knows what the enemy is trying to do. God already knows about it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. It, it, it talks about curses the man who trusts in man. But blessed is the man who trusts in God. God, I'm giving it all to you. God, I'm lifting it up before you, God, because you're merciful. You're kind and you're gracious. And you care. He cares for us. What can man do to me? For God, I'll live. For God, I'll die. To step out of this, we step into glory. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Be still and know that he's God. He told Moses at the, at, the, at the Red Sea, the enemy you see today, you'll see no more forever. Somebody have that enemy today that you don't need to see no more forever. Our God is a delivering God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Jones, would you just anoint the people that are standing while we pray? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're trusting you, Father. We're trusting you, Lord Jesus. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver us out of them all. Father, we're standing here as empty pitchers before a full-flowing fountain, asking you, God, to fill our cups 
until they run over. God, we're coming to you with our issues, with our hurts, with our pains, our sicknesses. We bring it all to you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, you see your people standing, God. You see the tears. You hear, God. You know. You know us right well. So, Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus for everybody that's standing in agreement with you today and lifting up our issues to you, God. We're calling upon your great name. Father, there's some loads in the house that are so heavy. We don't even know how to pray. There's some things, Father God, we don't even know what, how to pray. But thank God the Spirit of God understands our moans and our groans and interceding for us, God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. So, Father, I pray now that you would stretch out your mighty hand, touch your people right now, right where they stand, God, in the name of Jesus, whether it's in the sanctuary or in their front room or in the kitchen. God, send a word today to your people in the name of Jesus. Heal that body that's sick. God, turn around that prognosis that's not good. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, you are a healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. You're still healing. You're yet raising the dead. You're yet making ways out of no way, Father God. That home where there's trouble in the home, God, send your word of peace and comfort in the name of Jesus. That person is standing in the, in, in, in the valley of decision. Don't know which way to turn. If I do this, it's wrong. If I do that, it's wrong. But, God, you are the God who gives direction. I pray that you would speak something to someone's heart and mind today and let them know that today can be the first day of the rest of their life and they can depend upon you and that you'll work it out, God, that you'll give them the wisdom that's needed in the name of Jesus. We pray for our loved ones that are, that are incarcerated. We pray for our, our loved ones that are in the hospitals, Lord. We pray for those who, who, who can't pray for themselves, God. Won't you stretch out your hand today? We bless you. We thank you, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to come together one more time. And so, Father, we lift up holy hands and we say thank you. We say thank you in the name of Jesus. And we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.